Happy Saturday, reviewers. What do you think of Scott Pilgrim taking off, Genie, Prey, and the very first episode of Squid Game, The Challenge? Well, I know what I'm going to be doing next weekend, watching Taylor Swift's The Era's Tour Extended Edition. So let's lurk. All right, before we get started, welcome to the show. If you're new here, I'm Scott, this is Willie, and we like to review things. We like to party. I like to party. You like to party? You can't like to party. I already like to party. I don't like to party. I go to bed too early. It's past my bedtime. (laughs) As I was saying, we like to review things like we did when we were kids. We'd wake up every Saturday morning or... When Willie posts things, sometimes it's Saturday night, and we talk about all the media that we consumed over the past week. This week, we're going to talk about Scott Pilgrim, a new, I think it's on Amazon Prime, Genie with Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. Netflix, something like that. Anyway, it's on our stop list, so you'll find out. Prey, the Predator show? Yep. Okay. And then we're going to give a full spoiler-filled review of the very first episode of Squid Game The Challenge, which is the new live action on Netflix. Our goal, Lurkers, every week is to review something that is attainable for everybody. We're not the biggest and the baddest. We're not going to go to every single show or movie premiere. But what we can do is review the things that are trending around the internet. And, and we'll that, give you we'll give you a perspective from the everyman or person. Why do I need why to I start watching off? Scott Pilgrim? What what why? Why? It's on my start list here because well, did you ever see the movie? The original yeah, was, movie? People loved it. It was a cult hit, but I don't know if I was in love. I don't know. I don't know. It was really well done. It's an Edgar Wright film, you know, if you're a fan of anything else he's done with Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. You'll probably enjoy the style at which Scott Pilgrim versus the world is is made in. As um, he he's got Michael Sarah, you've got Brie Larson, you've got Anna Kendrick, you got Mae Whitman, you've got Chris Evans, you've got uh, Brandon Rue. Yeah, that's you know ex Superman. Yeah, as well as many many others. Kieran Culkin from Succession fame, like. All these people were in this movie. Edgar Wright said, hey, I've got this script here. I think it's really well done. I would love if you all looked at it and came on board. Every single person from the original movie, Willie, is in this show. And I know. I'm sad. I'm sorry. It's an animated feature. So this is for all the lurkers who aren't named Willie and host a podcast with me. Okay. This story. This is summed up. Just... Okay, can I read you what it says on IMDb? All right. It says, A 20-something Toronto indie rocker's adventure in getting and keeping jobs, avoiding being kicked out of his apartment, and surviving encounters with the seven evil exes of the new girl in town on whom he has a crush. Sounds cool, right? Sure. That's what the original movie was about. It's about Scott Pilgrim. The League of Seven Evil Exes coming to fight him for Ramona Flowers' favor. But there's a twist, Willie. 
Scott Pilgrim vs. the World was based on a comic series or like a graphic novel. Sure. The very first episode is almost shot for shot <laughs> until the very end where there's a twist. Ken and Jennings shows up? Off, then it spins off into a weird... Oh, I, I had no idea this was coming. And uh, I got to say, like, it's worth starting. I don't know if I'm going to finish it. I don't think I'm going to, like, spend all my time burning through it. I think I'm just going to walk. I'm going to meander. I'll get to the end when I get to the end. It's not a but, long series. Like, I, I'm no. seeing here that, what, 30-minute episodes? Uh, all of the actors came back to shoot eight mm-hmm. episodes total. I am on episode four, and already I'm just kind of like, mm, it's it's like a, whatever middle of the road is these days, you know? Not thumbs mid. up, not thumbs down. It's just there. It's very mid. And so these next four episodes might take me the rest of the year to watch. Like, I, I don't know. The animation is fantastic. The voice acting pretty good it doesn't line up shot for shot for the animation voice but like the story is just kind of kind of okay dude i mean like every one of these actors like they're huge actors nowadays yeah. michael michael sarah chris evans brie larson like holy crap anna kendrick they're not voice actors like these are, are. these are like on-screen actors right they have faces for the screen and not for necessarily the voices for this type of thing but it works works all right so just give it a shot that's all i'm saying now it's december and with december comes holiday movies we all Mm -hmm. know and love them we've already watched it's like a thanksgiving tradition now we have to watch national lampoon's christmas vacation shitter's full by the way, did you know that they all like the the parents all showed up to the house on December eighteenth? Can you imagine your in laws staying at your house for like two a weeks? Solid week. Oh for a solid Oh. No, I mean I don't mean it like that. I mean like it's a lot for of people those in laws. I'm just trying to think of the room, like logistically. It'd be a tight squeeze. Well, we wanted to give some more shows a shot. This weekend. And so Melissa McCarthy is my wife's like favorite actress. She's she great. thinks her humor is amazing. So we watched a little movie on Peacock. Oh. Uh, directed by <laughs> Sam Boyd, starring Melissa McCarthy and uh, Papa Asidu. Melissa McCarthy plays a genie. Papa Asidu, I'm probably getting the name wrong, uh, plays an actor named uh, Bernard. Bernard has a very traditional relationship, him, his wife, and their daughter. And the show begins with the marriage falling apart because he's too focused on work. Uh-oh. And all of a sudden, a genie comes into his life. There's there's like two things about this that I think are good. <laughs> Melissa McCarthy does a fantastic job. She's so funny. Her relationship with Bernard, stellar. I think, like, the duo between those two is really well done. Yeah. But if this show or movie is about a relationship with this, like, husband and the wife, there is nothing to that. 
there's one scene, Scott, where the wife leaves. Naturally, it's one of these like Hallmark style movies. Goes to stay with her mom in this mm-hmm. enormous house uh, just oh. outside of New York. Like enormous on like this huge plot of land. And they're sitting in front of the fire Christmas tree in the background. It's this beautiful set piece. They're privileged. <laughs> yeah. And she says, I just, he's not there, but he's my man. And I do love him because he's mine. Cut to the next scene. Five minutes later, without a word, she's like, I think we should take some time to ourselves. There's, there's, my therapist wife is going, nope, this isn't okay. None of this is okay. So I would pass. I, it's not going to be a holiday movie that you're going to finish and go, that was worth it. I'm really disappointed to hear you say that because I saw the trailer, which is entirely too long and gives away way too much of the movie, and I thought this could be funny. This this genie who is uh you know it's kind of like elf-like joy when they come out of the bottle and they don't really know what's going on, they don't know what time it is. Bernard's like, "Hey, you got to try pizza." And she's like, "Yeah, how good can it be?" And she takes one bite and she's like, "Oh my god, this is a real thing." Those types of jokes I'm totally into. And, you know, like, as a guy, I will admit, I'm not into these Hallmark Christmas movies, these Netflix, uh, fish out of water, (laughs) big city person comes to the small country town and finds somebody and they fall in love and live happily ever after. It's been done. We need something new. So I was like, oh, cool. That, but with magic. That with a sci-fi twist. The fact that you're giving this bad reviews. Well, my one wish, Willie, would be that it was a better movie. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's too bad. That's really too bad. You You find out pretty quick in the movie that, like, there's no limit to the wishes. Yeah, that that's in the trailer. Spoiler oh, alert. Never saw the trailer. She, yeah, the trailer goes, he's like, so what's with the whole three wishes thing? And she goes, ah, no, that's just a old wives' tale. Real genies give unlimited wishes. I'm like, okay. Unlimited possibilities. Now, Scott, this week, preparing for the show, I've heard the feedback from you. I need to start watching more shows, more movies. I just need to be more involved and so i took a break (laughs) from slay the spire to watch a one-year-old movie called prey which premiered on hulu you did this in honor of uh thanksgiving because you didn't want to celebrate the genocide part of it you wanted to celebrate the native american side correct yeah yeah i have some things to say i'm just going to give you a preview of this have you seen this I don't like scary movies, Willie. I believe we have talked about this many times. This involves a murderous alien species that hunts humans and is going to give me nightmares for the rest of my days. All right, here's what I'm going to tell you. It's directed by Dan Trachtenberg. Did 10 Cloverfield Lane. Which was good, but scary. Dude, not scary. 
There's not a single thing on this that I, th- I that I got scared about. It's suspenseful. It's action packed. Uh, the uh, the main character is a Native American named Naru, played by Amber Midthunder. Her brother, Tob, is played by Dakota Beavers. Dude, this movie is amazing. Ten out of ten. What? I'm not kidding. Like, it is so good. I could not stop watching this movie. I watched, I started watching it last night. I couldn't go to bed. Not because I was scared. Not because it was suspenseful. But because the set pieces, the the storylines. I'm going to tell you something right now. Oh. The dog does not die. Oh, thank God. <laughs> uh, Peter would have been upset. Anybody would have been upset. This movie would have failed if they killed the damn dog. Or it would have turned into uh, Native American John Wick. Which I, I think I we want you to find. I, I want you to watch this and I want to know your review. Like I want to get a number. All right. I will watch it this week and we will talk about it next show. Sweet. Now, something we both watched, which is rare these days, but we I know. we put our heads together and we're like, we can carve out an hour. We can do this. I have I have a confession though, right here oh. at the beginning. I'm uh, I'm honest, hand to God. I still haven't finished the Squid Game show. It's fine. It's fine. We'll talk. We have so much to talk about. Okay, but I did watch the first episode today. In preparation for the show. So it's fresh in my mind. You have seen all of Squid Game. Maybe more than once. Uh, Of like the original Squid Game? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. As I understand it. This is a game show. Like a reality television show. That Netflix has. Derived from the. Hit smash. That was Squid Game. Correct. And these people are competing in the same exact games that was in the show and being murdered on Netflix for money. Am I correct? The set pieces are to a T the same thing. Okay. You haven't said anything about the murder yet. Huh? (laughs) (laughs) I I thought it was kind of clever the way they actually did that. Uh, They're not being killed. I thought for, for like... Even the amount of money that they had to pay, they should have shot them with high-speed paintball rounds. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> headshots right in the center. Yeah. <laughs> can, you, can you imagine that old lady mom just getting rocked right in the forehead? <laughs> oh, man. Just getting cock shots left and right because they hired <laughs> old retired snipers to... to <laughs> It's just one guy. Uh, Clear. (laughs) Uh, So for those who may have seen the show or may have not, uh, like the original Squid Game, one of the biggest things that was featured in all of the media was the red light, green light, where there's the big doll and the people have to stop moving. Otherwise, they got shot and killed and everybody was freaking out. The show begins with that game. And that's how the pool of 500 people is whittled down to 197. 197. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. Crazy that they got 500 people. And it was whittled down in the span of what? 
five minutes, ten minutes? I I have some things to talk about. I am very interested to see where this goes. Mm-hmm. But you know my relationship with reality TV. Scott hates it. He also didn't watch the original Squid Game uh, because he didn't want to have to read and because he thought it was scary. <laughs> I'm telling you, it it like it's an amazing show and you'll love it. Like I think you'll get done and be like, holy crap, that was amazing. Scott, this show, there's a ton of controversy surrounding this show. And can we talk about it real quick? Can I take a quick guess at what the main controversy is? Yes. Okay. It, does it have to do with the opening credits and how many non-Asian names are involved? No. Oh, okay, good. That hasn't even come up. Okay. <laughs> That's not the main controversy. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so on a scale of 1 to 10, how do you rate this first episode? Because I've really only seen episode 1. Uh, the intrigue is there. I would say I would give it probably like a 6 because reality TV has one thing where not everything that humans do is going to be interesting. Take our podcast, for example. <laughs> it's heavily edited. <laughs> correct. Yeah, that is correct. <laughs> so I found myself skipping through a lot of like the just, you know, video sequences where people are walking and doors are opening and they're trying to build suspense. Like this isn't the actual show. We don't need that. Dude, or like the talking head montages. I don't give a shit. Oh, yeah. We're, they're tr- you're trying to learn about the people's backstory. I'm trying to figure out if that is something for people who are still in the game or for people and they're changing clothes throughout too. So it's, it's just discombobulating. I don't understand why one, one second they're getting air interrogated and they're like in their jumpsuit. And then the next one they're in street clothes. And then the Dude. next one, they're in a different set of street clothes. So it's like, this had to have taken place before, during and after while they were recording. It, it had to, there was a there was one scene that would make any viewer go, there's something wrong. Like th- I don't like this type of reality show. They're interviewing some guy talking about his best friend getting shot. He's like, it was so suspenseful, and I knew I couldn't move. And then it pans over to him, and his squib goes off, and he dies. And it's like, why did you waste my time with this per? I don't care about this person. Let's like just. Sh- Shoot the squib and let's move on. Yeah. That's that's kind of cool. I, I did like how they did that. You have to wear a necklace with an exploding gel pack around <laughs> your Adam's apple. Like, it was real close to, like, like I, I've never seen one of those. I, I've only seen them on movies and TV show. But, like, when it explodes, nobody really reacted. So I imagine it was a very small amount of explosive that they had in there but the thing i didn't like about it is when it went off like people had to fall down and fake it's death, like right yeah yeah the director's like hey uh could you pretend to die and since we just hired a bunch of non-actors for the most part because we can get into that uh <laughs> they're like oh yeah this is what i was told to do i'm gonna lie down now and, and at the and beginning, they had to, like, some people, like, went for it. Yeah, and it, but others were just like, oh, dang, I'm out of the show. 
we got to tell talk me more about, about these controversies. Tell okay. me more about these controversies because there's a lot of money involved in this game, Willie. Let me just ask you this: It's five minutes, red light, green light, front to back, five minutes. Mm-hmm. How long could you do a squat? How long can you hold a squat for, Scott? I I do squats every morning, so longer than a minute. And so, how long did that girl hold the squat for? With with the editing, we don't really know, but it, it was only like fifteen seconds. <laughs> I know. So there's something about this where you're watching this girl and you're like, "Dude, you can do a squat. You're fine." Do you know how long? So first of all, none of the people there knew how long it was going to take. They were told this. When you stop, we're going to take five to ten minutes. We're going to analyze the video. We're going to get the shots that we need. Oh. And then the squibs will start to go off. That was the biggest understatement of the year. Based on everybody's perception, they were in there between 8 and 12 hours. Holy crap. So when that girl went into a squat and said, why did I Why did I hit this pose? Yeah. While they were getting the shots, they had to hold their spot. If they moved, they were out. Yeah, that was dumb. That was a dumb move. <laughs> it was shot in <laughs> London. It was shot on a set in a warehouse, and it was 24 degrees outside. What was it inside? 24 degrees because it's a hangar. It's not heated. Oh, yeah. They were freezing. That's why people would lay down. That's why all of them had their hands inside their their Jacket pockets. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was like, what advantage does this give you? And so there is this, like, the, the people that were out, that, that got out of the game show, are saying, like, it was malfeasance, what they did to us, making us sit in a t- below freezing temperatures for eight hours, trying to run, trying to hold position. It, it wasn't okay. Like, this wasn't a good working environment. <laughs> While others, the people that actually made it to the end... Yeah. On TikTok, I I have so many videos of the people that were on the show saying, you have no idea the euphoria we felt when we crossed that line. That was the best accomplishment I've ever done in my life. Wow. And and what made it to the show is a, a five minute quick run and stop. They edited it so well. It looked like it took about 10 minutes, which was the timer that was set. There could have been so so much more to it, though. Like, had they had they actually watched the time? Like, if you knew the time in between. I think that's a more interesting show. Imagine if they had done that kind of like on the side where. In between the red light, green light, where people had to freeze, they showed like a real time clock that's saying like. This is how long it took to analyze. So it made uh-huh. us actually feel like somebody who can't squat for 15 seconds isn't just giving up or like, well, there's got to be something more to this. It doesn't make sense why they would just show that. Yeah. Like, that's bad like In the TV. top corner, you just say 24 degrees Fahrenheit. 
I, I was wondering, like, people were throwing themselves on the ground, <laughs> like, curling up into balls. I was, it was so bizarre. They, so that, what they were saying was, like, they would stand for a while, and then they would get tired. And so they were all choosing moments where they would take a rest and get less distance when the timer went off. Yeah, there was one guy at the very end who, who like, didn't make it. And... I'm like, how? What? Are, you're the last one. What were you doing, bro? Yeah. But if it took eight to ten hours to traverse that whole hangar, I would have been out right away, man. I, I'm a freeze baby. I would have lost, and then I would have been pissed because Dude, I yesterday I got two point six million. I parked my car, and I'm like walking to the mail room. So thank God I'm buying a house. I'm walking to my mail room. I look at my watch. I see it's twenty four degrees outside. And all I thought was, this is exactly what they were in. I'm cold. I hate this. This sucks. <laughs> uh, all right. So then they go in. They get a bunch of money thrown in their face. $2.6 million. There's 197 people left. For every person that gets eliminated, an extra $10,000 is added into the pig. The strategy then begins. We don't know what the game makers want from the show other than controversy. Mm-hmm. They pulled two people out. They say, you have a choice to either eliminate somebody or give somebody a boost. The people choose to eliminate somebody, but the person that they eliminate, to the viewer at least, doesn't make sense. They hype this one dude up as kind of like the alpha bro, and he's saying like he's a He's been given all these gifts from God and like he's the way he is because God made him that way and <laughs> he's making all this BS up. You'd think that that was the person they were going to eliminate. But they, they they pick some rando. Yeah, Andrew Tate made it another day. And and they don't even explain like why other than the one one person says like, "Oh, I I know I can read people and I since I'm short, I I know what it's like to be underestimated, and so pe- people gotta stop underestimating me, and that made no sense. Who are you getting rid of? If you're doing that, that like that's a poor strategy. If, if anything, I know that you and I would have a solid strategy in this game. Mm-hmm. You and I would have to pretend that we don't know each other. That's that's the only way. But <clears throat> we gotta get rid of Alpha, bro. I mean, if there's any feats of strength, he's got an advantage. So whoever has the biggest advantage in a game of wits and feats of strength, eliminate the strength first. So much of the actual show is about take the most cocky, arrogant person who's the most pushy and they can derail anything. Like Mm -hmm. at the very end of the episode, you start seeing them prep for the next show or game uh and they have to pick right and so like the arrogance starts to win out you start to see this tension which i i'm actually really excited to see the next episode but you got to get rid of alpha bro because i know some of the games that are coming he's gonna derail everything he is going to demand that people move around him if he doesn't if he like if they don't listen to him 
Yeah, I think this next game that they're teasing, which is the cookie cutter one, uh, is the perfect equalizer because it's trying to make a bunch of people who they just told, hey, last one alive wins to come together and agree as a team. Now, there's three supposedly easy shapes to cut out the cookie. Nobody wants the umbrella. How many rows of people are going to get eliminated before they can come to an agreement? Because that one person who chooses the hardest cookie to cut out doesn't have to just answer to themselves. They have like 40 people (laughs) potentially behind them who will be angry and possibly eliminated. And then you have a bunch of people are pissed off at you. What what's your strategy for that? You get into that room, you, you don't get circle, triangle, or square. So you gotta you gotta go to the umbrella. What are you doing? Well, it it doesn't make sense because whoever is in the back of the line has the potential. I I guess they have the highest potential to win at this game because being in the line is part of the game. And if everybody in front of you can't agree, then it comes down to the last four. So you would take your chance and go on the umbrella if if you couldn't get to the other shapes first. Yeah. So my strategy, if I'm in that room at the beginning, is to do exactly what they're doing. Like, you're all out. I'm out. In the middle of the line, I'm thinking like, Ugh, I don't know. But like, I would say if I was in the back 50% of the line... You take your chances, you go for a shape, and if you can't, then you bust over to the umbrella because I want the most people eliminated as possible. And I just learned I, from I think this the game way to that never be this... first in line. <laughs> All right, so the, the lurkers have probably watched episode two or three already. My assumption is that once they choose, your whole line goes in and everybody goes in. Yeah, everybody gets that cookie. Oh, man. I just give me the fucking umbrella, dude. I'm going to whatever you say that. But like, what if you guys, well, first of all, you're trying to go for so much money and this is literally life changing money. I want a the chance. Hardest. If I'm right. the second, if I'm the second group in, right? Like mm-hmm. if I was in my line second to go, I'm not getting out. I'm giving myself a chance. Cause you already saw what happened to the first person. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I hear you. That's why always be in the middle of the pack, folks. Never be a leader. (laughs) Be the second follower. (laughs) All right. So are we going to watch episode two? Is this show worthy enough to watch episode two and review it next week? It is kind of mid, right? I mean, we can pick something else. I'm totally fine with that. There's a lot of good shows out. There's a lot of good shows coming out. Mm Hmm. Scott. I really want to review the real the real game show, Battle to the End. I, I really want to review Hunger Games. The movie? The new one. Well, we got to go see it. And you should see us next week when we review the Hunger Games, Battle of Snakes and Crows or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and with that... Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. If you like the show, please tell a friend or multiple friends. And remember, please rate and review wherever you lurk. 
We appreciate your love. Be kind to one another, and we'll see you next week. Bye.